Hi, everybody. It's Michelangelo Caruso. I'm on with David Dino Terrace today. How are you, David? Oh, it's wonderful to be with you, Michael. Thank you. Great. We've been waiting to do this for a long time. I appreciate your patience. Absolutely. Well, you're a busy guy, and I'm privileged to be with you. Well, you're busy as well. You travel more than I do these days, and I want to know more about that. Before we get started, everybody, this is the Talk to Me podcast. It's available on Podbean and iTunes. You can also watch the video version of it on YouTube. David, I'm so pleased that you're with me today. I want to tell everybody about you before we launch into some questions. I have so many things to ask you. David Dino Terrace was born with a rare eye disorder, everybody. It's called retinous pigmentosa, or RP. The doctors insisted that David's life was hopeless, but David's family knew better and provided the type of information and inspiration that he needed to overcome the challenge of blindness. David's won a lot of awards, ladies and gentlemen, as an author and a speaker. He's been nominated and selected to deliver a graduate address at the Montclair St. University commencement ceremony. He's spoken to the, uh, oh, this was at the Continental Airlines Arena. He's been Outstanding Speaker of the Year for the National Speakers Association, the New York City chapter, and he's in the international who's who for motivational speakers and trainers. Nice job, David. Thank you, sir. You've also been featured in the Exceptional Parent Magazine, the Associated Press International, USA Today, Washington Post, Newark Star Ledger. And what uh, most, most people on the listening and watching this interview will take note of, David, is you haven't had a chance to read any of those articles in the conventional way anyway. How serious is your blindness, sir? Well, gee, it's, 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 it was almost like listening to my obituary there for a second, Michael. <laughs> uh, so, Michael, I, um, I can just see um, shapes and shadows. Uh, when I was younger, uh, four or five years old, I was able to read with a magnifying glass. And, um, but then uh, retinitis pigmentosa, it's a progressive eye condition that uh, causes scarring on the retina and an individual loses their, their, their peripheral vision, the ability to see on the sides, and they lose their, their ability to see at night. And then it continued to get uh, close in and close in. And when I was 19, I was a sophomore at East Stroudsburg University. I went totally blind from uh, retinitis pigmentosa. So you mentioned the word progressive, which is everybody's worst nightmare when we're talking about maladies. Are you as blind as you're ever going to be now, or is it still getting worse? Um, well, I guess it could, you know, be totally dark. Uh, now it's just I could see light and, you know, uh, the, the sun or a really bright light. But uh, that's that's really all I could see. But, you know, it's, um, you know, Michael, it's not something that, you know, you, you just sit around and focus on because we, we know that what we think about comes about. And if we think about our, 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 our shortcomings, our, our heartbreaks, our despair, it, it seems to grow. But if we, if we focus on our abilities, we think ability, not think disability. If we think, dis, we think ability, uh, you know, it, I believe that'll, that'll grow as well. And, and so that's what I love to do, Michael. I love helping people focus on their ability. I love your attitude, and, I, and I've heard, uh, we've got a lot of mutual friends in the speaking business, of course. Um, yes, uh, Jack Canfield, all these guys have said for a long time that what the mind thinks about expands. So I just love the fact that you're able to somehow distract yourself from what most people would consider to be very, very distracting. You just well, got back. Well, go ahead, sir. 
uh, you know, I was, I was going to share with you that someone told me a long, a long time ago, Michael, that blindness was going to make me bitter or better. And I better pick the right one. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I, don't, I, I don't know what challenge, you know, your, your viewers, your listeners are facing, but I, I would, I would share that with them to put a handle on that concept that, that whatever challenge they're facing today, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, and a relationship that, that, that challenge is going to make you bitter or better, but you, you have to pick the right one. And it's a choice and it's a choice. You, you could choose to be discouraged or you could choose to be encouraged. And, and, and I, I want to be encouraged. I, I, I want to be happy. I, I believe we were put here for a reason. I believe that we were put here to make a difference and not here, not to, you know, wallow or, you know, you're, you know, when you have a pity party, you're, you're uh, pretty soon you're close to a pit. Yeah. Uh, pity soon, pretty soon that would happen. <laughs> pretty soon, pretty soon. Listen, uh, I know you're just back to town. Can I ask you a little bit about how you get around? Uh, you know, oh, I, yes. I, do, I do a lot of dates. I fly. I'm jumping in uh, Ubers and, and uh, public transportation. And you just got back from Boston. Do you travel alone or do you have assistance? Oh, yeah. I, I, I typically travel alone. I, um, you know, Michael, I get that question a lot. And people say, Dave, how do you know where do you go when you get off the train? How do you know where you go when you get off the bus? How do you know where you, to go when you get off the plane? And I always say, well, how do you know where to go? Well, <laughs> you know, you, you, well, I, I look for the signs. Well, I, I ask people where to go. You know, Michael, like Albert Einstein said, the most important question we may ever answer is, do you live in a friendly or hostile universe? And I live, Michael, in a friendly universe where people want to help. And Michael, last night, just last night, I was coming home from Washington, D.C., and I took the train in, and, uh, and uh, I took the train from D.C. to Philly, and then Philly into, into Hershey, where my, my family lives, right into Harrisburg. And I was getting off the train, and, you know, I, I, there, there was no one there to help. It was eight degrees, and, you know, I got off the train, and I, I heard the other people walking, you know, to the right, and they got off the train. I started walking to the right. And this lady, she just came out of, came out of nowhere, Michael, divine intervention or whatever it is, sir, can I help you? Where are you trying to go? I said, Oh, can you just, can you please tell me where the, uh, where the, the station door is? Absolutely. It's 20 feet on the left. I'm going there myself. Would you like to follow me? Absolutely. So, you know, Michael, like leap in the net will appear. If, if you want to sit back and, and, and think, wow, there's no way I can do it. It can't be done. It's not possible. Well, you know, Henry Ford said, if you think you can or can't, either way, you're going to be right. So I like to think that I can do it. I, I like to think that, you know, people are going to, people are always going to help and they do, Michael. And, and so I just, you know, it's the law of inertia. Things in motion stay in motion. And I love to stay in motion. I love helping getting other people in motion. Well, you're inspirational, David. Can I ask some personal questions? How are you? Sir? How, how old are you, sir? Uh, I just turned. I just turned forty-nine years old. Happy and, birthday! Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, you, uh, you just got back from Boston. Uh, you were teaching or doing sales training, maybe a keynote for Boston Market. Was that one yeah. of the recent gigs? Oh yes, I, I, yes. I, I was speaking for Boston Market in uh, in Denver, uh, Denver, Colorado, uh, Golden, Colorado, and uh, it was such a you know the, the chief operating officer there, Eric Wyatt, is uh, such a possibility thinker, and he just loves uh, bringing people in. And I've worked with Eric uh, at, at Panera's, and I've worked with him now at, at Boston Market. And he loves 
uh, just putting people in front of his team. Uh, like he says, he likes to stretch imagination and raise expectations and then improve opportunities. And so I, I just love getting in front of uh, his team and, and other sales teams and, and helping people believe, Michael, helping them people believe that they could do something that maybe they once thought they couldn't do or help them believe something that helped them to believe that they could do something that maybe someone told them they couldn't do. Hmm. And so, I just like, I love to share. I love to share with them. There's always strategies. There's always a way that you can get something done and you got to keep on keeping on. You can't give up. You got to persist through the resistance. And when you do that, you get lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, lucky in part skill, you're working your ass off near as I can tell. Well, um, you know, my, my mom would say, you, you know, when, uh, you know, when, when, uh, preparation, uh, preparation and opportunity meet, that's when you get lucky. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. You were telling me before we pressed record today, David, that you were talking, or I guess, I guess the way it was introduced to you is that Boston market, like most food preparation experts are always concerned about food safety and, and the, and the term uh, food poisoning had come up more than once. It's something that of course, every restaurateur wants to avoid. And yep. you found a way to spin that into a very unique message for them. Do you mind sharing? Oh, absolutely, Michael. You know, I I do lots of work for all kinds of companies, uh, pharmaceutical companies, insurance companies, uh, financial companies, universities, colleges, associations, like you, all over the country. I'm I'm very blessed that I love encouraging people. People need encouragement like flowers need rain, right? Yeah. So I, I wish, you know, and, and certainly being mindful of, of uh, you know, food poisoning for many, for the, 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 the retailer food organizations we work with. Not only do we need to be concerned with food poisoning, we need to be concerned with mood poisoning. Mood poisoning, <laughs> mood poisoning, poisoning of, of our staff with, with negative thinking or negative comments or negative behaviors and, 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 and mood poisoning of our customers when they're not treated with respect or dignity or knowing that they, they are always right. And, 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 and mood poisonings of, of our purveyors. And so it's really important. It's really important. It's an, it's a choice. It's our, it's our attitude, not our aptitude that'll determine our altitude, right? So having a positive attitude and, and being mindful of our moods, right? And yeah. we know my, we know that it's so important that we, we, our moods are contagious. Does anyone want to catch yours? Yeah, boy, what a great attitude you have. And, you know, it, it reminds me that today people are so sensitized. Everybody's so thin-skinned about stuff, it's not just about politics, but outrage is like a fraction of a second away from everybody these days. Um, oh, yeah. And you're so encouraging because you've got some, you know, things that maybe have you traveling a bit slower or taking yep. a little bit longer to figure things out. Yep. You're focused on, you're focused on some basic, I don't know, eight degrees wondering, wonder, you don't want to be outside a little any longer than you have to be in eight degrees. That's right. And so you're worried about transportation and not spending too much time outside. You don't have time to get outraged, do you? Michael, you know, it, it's so, it, it's not even, it's not even a good use of our energy, right? Um, someone told me that anger is only one letter short of danger, right? You yeah. put a D in front of anger, you got danger. And then, and then that, then, then you're blinded by your anger and then you're not thinking right and, and you're not going to make good decisions. So it's so important that we, we are mindful of our moods, right? We can't, we're going to, you know, Michael, so the only exercise some people get is running their mouths and flying off the handle and jumping to conclusions. 
you know? And so I, I really try to make it, I really try to make it my business to, you know, stay cool, stay calm. Uh, just, you know, believing that it, it, it's got to work out. It's got to work out. It's got to be better than this. You know, you know, you got to keep on keeping up, you know, Michael. And just like when we were starting today and I was having, I use assistive technology to access my computer, my everything talks and you, you heard my computer talking, you know, and uh, my iPhone right here and, and that talks as well. And, and sometimes it doesn't work right away. And you just, you know, you could, you could get frustrated or you could get fascinated. You can get curious or you can get furious. So I, I just, I'd rather just get fascinated and say, how can I figure this out rather than, you know, um, you know, how is this going to knock me out? Right. It's because yeah. we're going to either have a breakdown or a breakthrough. Pick one. Interesting. Yeah. A little behind the scenes, uh, Intel for people that are watching, uh, of course, we're conducting this interview via Zoom, the Zoom platform, and yep. it's, uh, it's hard enough for some people to figure it out with all, all five of their senses. <laughs> and um, and as, as David and I are trying to you know, get, it, get their machines to talk to each other, his is, uh, mine just looks at me like a dumbass, and David's <laughs> is barking orders at him, reverse camera screen. It, it was a woman's voice, but she was very persistent. And I, I have to tell you, I was so glad when she finally stopped talking. Oh, I, I, I was too. I, I, I was too. I'm, I'm glad we got that figured out. And I'm, I'm so grateful for your patience because, you know, some people would have said, uh, uh, call me later, you know. So thank, thank you, Michael, for your patience. I have a funny story for you. Speaking of uh, technology, I had Please. the, um, you know, I've been speaking a long time like you yeah. have. And like you, I have these favorite gigs. I have these gigs in my memory bank that, were just so unusual that I can't, I can never forget them. I had the great pleasure one time of speaking to, I, I believe the correct title of the organization was the National Association of the Blind. In fact, you probably know the gentleman, Kevin is his first name. Oh yeah, yeah. What's his last name? Uh, I bet you're talking about the National Federation of the Blind and you're probably talking about Kevin Worley. That's it, Kevin Worley. What a great gentleman. Very, very interesting guy. Awesome. And awesome. I, I, uh, I remember a few things about the group. I remember, uh, I'll tell you, I just shared two anecdotes. I'll get your impression. The first was, um, I had never, I, I had, I've spoken in a lot of different countries and stuff. So I, I'm often working with translators. I've, I've spoken to deaf people and there's people signing, you know, at the front of the room. But this is my first gig with uh, uh, a bunch of blind people in the room or vision impaired, I think was a term that they liked as well. Whatever. And, um, and I always work the room before I talk, David. So I'm walking around the room introducing myself. And that was a fresh experience because they don't see that I'm standing there. I have to knock on the table or say hello and get their attention. In some cases, I, I'm tapping them on the shoulder to give them the physical impression that I'm standing near them. Right. And uh, I caught myself actually giving some advice to a couple of people that were seated behind a pillar. And I actually started to say this, you know, you might want to move because you won't be able to see me very well. And I caught myself and I was so embarrassed because I wasn't thinking like they were, right? And I'm sure they were okay with it, but uh, I can't, I always remember that when I think about the gig. But the second one, uh, the second piece was even more interesting. Um, yes. They told me, they told me, we were talking about leader dogs and, and, and people that have dogs to help them get around. They told me that dogs, and this is going back a few years now, that dogs were considered old technology because dogs couldn't help with some things that, that people needed help with these days. 
do you have a dog? Do you work with a dog? No, I don't. I don't have a dog. I, I use a I use a long white cane, and um, you know I, I have lots of friends that use you know a, you know um, dog guides, and uh, they're they're just amazing. But you know that's just a perspective, Michael. You know, like you, you might like a Honda, and I and I like a Toyota. But <laughs> some people like canes, and some people. But I I think that you know that that's um, you know certainly. Uh, dog guides are, are are amazing tools, and if you know you're traveling in a in a big in a big city, in a big city uh, where there's lots of people and lots of things to navigate, you know, uh, dog guides are are amazing companions. Yeah. Um, but you know, I also you know I don't have to walk my cane or or feed my cane. <laughs> I have three kids and uh, and a wife and. Uh, that's kind of enough responsibility for now. Maybe one day, but uh, not right now. Yeah. How old are your children, sir? Oh, my son, David. Uh, what, an, what an amazing blessing he is. He's 20. He's at the University of Scranton. My Mary Kate is a, a, a senior in high school. And my daughter, Emily, is um, a freshman in high school. And my wife, Marianne, Michael, you know, people say, oh, you're amazing. She's the amazing one, Michael. Uh. She's the biggest possibility thinker she is you know she's helped me figure stuff out she's helped me believe in myself when i didn't believe in myself you know i'm just blessed to have an amazing person you know at my side and encouraging me well we all need a champion like that um tell us a bit more about what you talk about when you when you go out and speak to groups i know that you you've got a big motivational stripe you can do sales coaching sales yeah. training uh, what else? What do you like best? Oh, well, I, um, I love working. I love working with salespeople. Salespeople are, are really, you know, they're out there, they're hitting the streets. Uh, you know, they're, they're dealing with rejection. They're, they're dealing with no thanks. They're dealing with, you know, constant, you know, uh, you know, constant, you know, competition. So mm -hmm. I love working with salespeople. I love working with students. I love encouraging students, you know, college students, helping them believe that they, they can be the best they can be. I, I believe that students now have, have, have uh, more options, but less direction than ever before. So what can we do to give students uh, some, some encouragement? I love dealing with uh, teachers and educators and professionals. They're amazing people. I love working with people in the healthcare industry and, and law enforcement and the military and, and, and assisting them with resiliency training, uh, the, you know, bounce back ability. Uh, you know, Mike, one of, the, one of the things I found, you know, one of the greatest, you know, people are we're dealing with a lot of stress right now. You know, there's, there's stress on the news. There's stress on TV. We're, we're, we're constantly in front of these screens and we're dealing with a lot of, a lot of you know stressful things and one of the things i've realized is that and i'd love to hear your thoughts on this is that you know i think that people when they're working from their email list rather than their to-do list that they, they, they always feel overwhelmed and if you don't have a really good to-do list to work from you know to-do list i believe you're being proactive and the email list is, is you're constantly being reactive what, what do you think about that Oh, for sure. Uh, what a cruel joke to have uh, someone invent email where you're, you're obligated to answer no matter when they send it, no matter who sends it, no matter how many people send it. I mean, who made up this game? <laughs> you know? Exactly. The never-ending game of, of email. Yes. Yep. And, I, and I've got one for you. You know, uh, yeah. I'm all in favor of focusing on the to-do list, but 
lately I've been chatting a lot with folks about the not to do list because by avoiding distractions and by avoiding things that you really have no business doing, the difference between, for example, busy and productive, yes, you can get a lot more done. So I love this idea that, that you just put out a minute ago, David, this more options. We have more options than ever, but less direction. Yes. A lot of people don't understand this concept that more choices is not necessarily a good thing. No, no. It, it's, it's nothing but confusion. You know, it's nothing but confusion. And, and, and I love helping people. You know, I've heard you say, Michael, you know, it's important you pick a lane. You've mm -hmm. got to be pick a lane and, 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 you know, know, know what you do and do what you know. And it doesn't mean you stay in your box and, or anything like that, but you don't have to, you can't do everything well. You can't do everything well. So what are the things that you really do well? What are the things that you, you know, you're, you're good at and let's focus on those things. And, and the, the other things, you know, the three D's, Michael, you do it, you delegate it or you dump it. And yeah. I, it's so important that, and, and you, if, if we can't do it, then you, you got to give it to somebody else. And if you, you can't delegate it, maybe you should just dump it. I love it. You're about to release a, a new format for your book, Feeling Your Way Through Life. Tell us about that. Oh, yes. You know, Michael, Feeling Your Way Through Life is a, a book that um, I, I worked on for a couple of years. And, it, you know, people would immediately think, you know, feeling with your hands. And, and, and that was never the intention. It's all about the feelings that you have on the inside. And can you manage those feelings? Can you manage those feelings? Because if, if you can't manage your feelings, if you can't manage yourself, who, who can you possibly manage? Mm. And so we know what we, we think about and what we feel about is going to come about, right? So how are you feeling? How are you feeling on the, on the, the inside? And because, you know, our feelings are revealing. Our feelings are revealing. So if you're upset, you're angry, you're frustrated, people are going to know it. If you're feeling good, if you're feeling grateful, if you're thankful, nothing is more magnetic, like metal is to metal, like magnet is to metal, right? Mm -hmm. it, then the feeling feeling good and gratitude, having an attitude of gratitude. When we're, when we're grateful, great things happen and, and feeling grateful. I love to, you know, every morning, you know, I, I love to get up every morning. It's good morning, God. I believe something great is going to happen to me and through me today. And then yeah. you get up and you look for it. I think grateful should be spelled G-R-E-A-T-F-U-L-L, -F yeah. right? Yep. Full of great. Yep. Full of great. You know it. I love it, man. I think um, I've said this for a long time that emotion cripples rational discussion. I think feelings are important, but if you're trying to get a job done or you're, you're focused on a problem, um, and now we're back to a little bit of leadership advice for the listeners, that, yes. um, that uh, you really have to focus on the problem, fix the problem, not the person. You know, this idea oh, yeah. of trying to mend other people and, and fix people, you know, fixing people is a direct uh, accusation that they're broken and nobody likes to hear this, right? Oh, Michael, I like to tell people, I'm not here to fix the blame. I'm here to fix the problem. That's it. So that's, that's so, so important that we, we work on the problem. We're in, and Michael, you know what? We're in the solution business. We're in the yeah. solution business, focusing on the solutions, right? My dad would say, summarize the problem in 17 words or less and then spend the rest of your time on the solution. 
so why was it 17 words? Well, 17 words are probably the amount of words that you could write on a business card. Can you summarize the problem? Summarize the problem in 17 words or less, spend the rest of your time on the solution. Because if you can't summarize the problem, you probably don't know what it is. That's wise, uh, wise advice coming from old, old man Dino Terrace. What did he do for work? Oh, dad was... Um, Dad, uh, Michael, dad was in uh, a first generation from Italy mm -hmm. and then uh, came to the United States, uh, joined, joined the United States Army, was in, the, was in the Navy, and he was always learning, always learning. He loved and he would tell people, I don't have a college degree, but I do have a library card. And, so, <laughs> and he, he was always encouraged us. He told us that literacy was the key that would unlock our potential. And so he was, the, he was the health inspector in a small town, Montclair, New Jersey, around 11 miles west of New York City. Yeah. And he, he had six kids. I'm the baby of six, three boys and three girls. And uh, my dad, Michael, he taught us about the three Fs, our faith, our family, and our friends. They can help us overcome any problem, any obstacle, any barrier. Faith in our higher power, faith in ourself, faith in our family, faith in our friends. You, you surround yourselves with that you know, you're going to make it. Great advice. Yeah. With uh, David Dino Terrace, everybody, it's daviddinoterrace.com. That's D-E-N-O-T-A-R-I-S. He's a paisan. <laughs> and he's, uh, he's uh, releasing his Feeling Your Way Through Life. It's an audio book this time around, or did you say an e-book? Oh, we're, gonna, we're doing it. We're doing an ebook this time. So we're really excited about that. And, and then we're also working on our next book, Michael, fitting in not sitting out excellent well you're a yeah. pleasure sir i hope we run into each other on the speaking circuit oh michael it, I, I i love your work you're amazing at what you do and i i'm just so grateful and i love following you on social media and, and you continue to give me and so many people encouragement so thank you so much and keep up the great work my pleasure let's do more together david say hi to the family will you you got it best wishes full speed ahead bye-bye